are you? Good, yeah, really good. Second week of my new job. How's it going? Um, settling in really, yeah, settling in really well. Everyone's really friendly. Um, we had a really interesting event this morning actually about how to, but just diversity and inclusion in the workplace and how sort of um, teams on a senior level um, can really be, you know, pushing that forward and, and, and helping create these inclusive environments. So it was, it's really useful. I really like working for a place I'm into, so... Yeah, it's, yeah. Good. it's good when it's something that's not like yeah. mind numbing, isn't it? It's yeah, good. no, it's fun. It's How's good. what's new with you? Um, nothing's new per se. Got a lot of things going on around pictures, so that's been keeping me very busy. But nice. I've said like yeah. to the guys, like I want to wind down. Like it's September now. Let's wind down. Okay, you know, Christmas okay. is coming. Let's wind get. Let's mm. wind down a little bit. But no, it's some exciting mm. things going on. Obviously, I'm. I've got a puppy, and um, yes. Yes, that's how is motherhood? Motherhood is still hard. Um, Scott, Scott was like, I think you have the puppy blues. I think you need to read something because you know you're very stressed. I was like, I know I'm stressed. Um, hello, little girl. Uh, but it's good. Car is doing really good at puppy school. She's learning yeah. new things. She goes swimming tomorrow. Swimming lessons for the first time. Um, that so that's so going to be fun. Um, but yeah, she's still a puppy, so she's still naughty, she's still, you know, hyperactive, um, but she's lovely. We love her. She, she sounds, yeah, she sounds like the best. I love, I mean, you guys can't see Karis right now, but she's wearing a Dalmatian spotted headband, and it's, yeah, it's the cutest thing. I said, I think I put on Twitter a little while ago uh, that I wanted to decorate one of the walls in my home study, home office, uh, Dalmatian print. And uh, I was not joking, but I'm not allowed to wallpaper my wall for like another year. It's a stupid okay. new build policy. But mm. yes, so podcast. It's mm. um, it's been a little while again. Uh, we got a lot of feedback from our Disney Nickelodeon episode, Did which we? was cool. Yeah, awesome. everyone really enjoyed it. I think it was a trip down memory lane, a little bit of nostalgia. A few people were wondering if we had ever watched Cartoon Network, which we both did. Um, yeah, we didn't definitely. mention that in the episodes, but I mean, my, one of my, some of my favourites on Cartoon Network were Ed, Ed and Eddie, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Lab. Um, my brain's gone. What were your favourites? You might be able to remind yeah, me. Yeah, I, I love Dexter's, Dexter's Lab. Yeah. I, what did Totally Spies come on? Because I used to love Totally Spies. It wasn't a Cartoon Network thing, though, that was. I don't know. No. I don't think I so. I love Dexter's Lab. Johnny you know Bravo. Oh my god, Johnny Bravo with the hair. Totally like non PC, but Johnny Bravo was amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so fun. Yeah, but yeah, um, we did watch. We did watch Cartoon Network. I mean, there were some other shows that were missing because you kept messaging me like from the podcast, being out like mm. I forgot about this one. I forgot about this one. So yeah, but one thing people did make me laugh was a few people reminded me that obviously not everyone could afford Sky, of and there was back in the day you used to be able to get a dodgy box. Yeah, so I think we had one at one point. This would be like when someone you know went down the pub, your dar or something like that, and he'd come back home like, oh, I've got a dodgy box. Well, they'd pay someone at the pub 50 quid to like, yeah. it used to be like a card, wasn't it? Like a Sky card yeah. or an NTL card. Yeah. And that would give you access to all the channels. So we did that for a while. But also, if you tuned your television, this is so old school now, if you tuned your TV, you could search for channels and we, me and my sister, had Nickelodeon in our bedroom until 6pm, and then Comedy Central came on, because you could tune the TV, this is back in the day. I didn't know that. Yeah, that so that's so how, cool. but then like one day you get home from school, turn it on, and it was gone. 
man. It was weird. I don't know why they did it. If you're listening to this and you yeah. know why, tell me. But that's why a lot of people I know watch Nickelodeon over Disney Channel because we were too poor to have Disney Channel. <laughs> it sounds really so, yeah. underground. It does. It sounds like quite, you know, yeah. I'm just going to go home and watch my dodgy box. Like, as yeah. a woman saying that in your late 20s, you could be meaning something else <laughs> from, like, Love Honey or something. Um, shall I tell you something weird that's happened to me recently? What's regarding that? my dog. People mm. talking to me about breeding my puppy. Oh, like, it's a what? totally normal situation. Like, honestly, since we've had her, about yeah. five people. What's wrong? Can you hear it? Okay. She wants to come and sit on my chair and then she'll fall asleep behind me. Okay? Okay, cool. So yeah, people have been coming up to me like, oh, are you going to breed her? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to breed her. You should, you'd make loads of money. I'm not interested in making money, you psycho. And like, she's three months old. Do you find that weird too? Because maybe I'm being a bit too precious. No, 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 that's really, really weird. Really weird. But yeah, so that's um, inappropriate too. I know you would like see a baby like, oh, she's so cute. When's her first period due? <laughs> like, yeah. What the hell? Yeah, basically. Uh, speaking of premature marriages, The Handmaid's mm. Tale. Oh yeah, season three came to an explosive end. Yes. What did you think? Um, overall, I didn't love the season because you know we've talked about how I thought it was too cinematic and um, very slow. Just. Yeah, super, super slow. But I feel like from the point when, firstly, like the way Mark Tuello played that whole driving um, Serena and Fred over the border thing was such a mic drop and I was so Do you know what though? Because I was watching that and I was like, this is such a boring episode. And then that happened and I was like, damn, I did not see that coming. Yes. And he dropped it. I I don't know that actor's, I think it's Sam Yeager is his name, but he dropped that line so well where he was like, you've now crossed the border into Canada. And I was like, <laughs> but, I, love this show um, I feel like from that point like the on, badass. I know, but I loved, I liked, maybe loved is a little strong, but I really did like how the season ended from, and went on from that point. Um, there was, there it kind of became, yeah, it became the show that it was. Was, which is a shame because I think sometimes shows lose their way and then there's like an mm. explosive finale. Sons of Anarchy used to do that. But there's one shot yeah. in, the, in the finale that I really loved. It was when June was lying on the ground and she saw the plane go over her. Yeah. And that was really emotional. And it was, but did you, did, <laughs> Cara's on my back right hey, now. This is quite sweet. Did you feel like it reminded you? <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, God, she just <laughs> fell. Oh. Oh, oh my god! That noise was horrible. <laughs> okay, she's settling down now. It um, sounded like a screech. That was awful. I did not harm her. <laughs> if you listen to this, she Nez, you saw her on the camera. Yeah, she no, fell. she felt. It fell. reminded me um, with all the people on the plane of the Holocaust. Did you get that ah. vibe? The whole sense of like... Not you know, when I was watching it, but I can see what yeah. you mean by it, yeah. The stories like like The Zookeeper's Wife, for example, and things like that, like yeah. films where you see people helping Jews escape Nazi Germany, it just reminded mm. me along the lines of that. And it, it reminded me again of like everything going on in America with ICE right now, and I just thought yeah. it's such a... I've managed to convince two other women in the office to start watching it, and they yeah. both said to me, like, this is so realistic, like, it could happen. And I think, I'm yeah. like saying, it is happening, just not to as many people as it is in The Handmaid's Tale. So yeah. I think it's such an important show. And it's such a shame that this season was a little bit slow and a bit disappointing. Because I think it's got so much to offer. And I think oh, sure. the, the second book's coming out next week. And I don't know whether they're going to take 
like some kind of because the book's set 15 years after um dunes oh, in gilead so i don't know whether we're oh, gonna cool. see like maybe a, a season in the future i don't know um mm. but no i'm excited to see what it has to offer so i'm hoping it doesn't completely fail yeah we yeah me neither i was happy with the way that this, this season ended i'm now looking forward to the next season um I hope we get Nick back next season. I feel like that's been my issue with, like, the, my biggest issue with the season is he just kind of, like, s- screwed off. The storyline they did with him was a little bit poor. It was like, you don't know what he did before he was here. Yeah. And then you didn't even find out, like, properly. Yeah. So, one second, I'm just going to check on Carla. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to sleep. Oh, baby girl. She has... She is crawled on top of the sofa, which is her new favourite sleeping place, and has decided to go to sleep. So, yeah, we now have calmness. Another show that finished, well, not finished, but it came and went, is Glow Season 3. Um, I managed yeah. to finally finish this. I actually got yeah, caught up on all my shows. I was so happy with myself. <laughs> um, it was a slow burner for me. There were episodes mm. where I was watching it and thinking, there's nothing happening here. But what I did like is that this season we saw so much more from the other characters. And I particularly yes. loved Artie's storyline with the whole mm. coming out of the closet, being in a relationship and not necessarily being comfortable enough to talk about it. I thought the attack on the club was really well done. I didn't see mm. it coming. I kind of forgot, like, oh, yeah, people will attack them because it's a gay community. I loved Betty Gilpin's storyline, the fact that she just Same. decided to become a boss bitch and was like, no, do you know what? I found this guy, he's cool, but you know what? I believe in myself more than this relationship. I loved Bash's storyline. I thought that that was really well done. There was, I loved that it was, there was just so much going on, but there still felt like there wasn't anything going on sometimes. Do you know what I mean with that? Yeah, for sure. I I don't know whether that's a case of them wanting to spread things over however many seasons they're going to get or think they're going to get, but yeah, I do feel like there was a lot of... um, there are a lot of holes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. I think, again, it was it was a slow burner, and I think out of all of the seasons so far, it's my least favourite. I agree. But it's interesting to it see was... what they do next, though, because obviously whatever yeah. they're doing in Los, Ange- Los Angeles, Las Vegas is finished. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, Mindhunter Season 2, I finished that mm. as well. I've not finished it, but what did you think? I liked it. I could have done with more interviews more serial mm. killers um because they focused on one case um but yeah i liked it but i'm i want more i I don't want to wait yeah. two years so i'm really hoping that they're gonna you know i don't know yeah i'm hoping that we'll see more high profile serial killers and learn more about them and things like that so no it was good it was enjoyable mm. um grace and frankie is ending I know. How do you feel about this? Because Netflix so have said that they will get a season seven, but that will be the last one. Yeah. So what are we on right now? Season five? Or season six is about to start, right? Oh, I don't know. I thought we just... Let's double check. <laughs> yeah. I thought that I feel like we, we just might still had have... season six. Oh. Let me double check this. Oh, I hope not. No, you're right. Like... Okay, that's brilliant. Because I thought that it was going to be one more season than they're done. But... No, so got two left. Two. It will become the longest running Netflix original season series, which I think is really? great considering that it's a pre- it's a story about two 
women in their yes. 70s i think yeah. it's fantastic that that's netflix's longest running series it's amazing that's amazing i mean it must not be cheap to make either because i doubt very much jane fonda is taking a small no. cut for that show no exactly oh that's really cool yeah i'm excited i'm sad it's ending but given that we've got two more seasons left i think i'm okay with it yeah i think that's fantastic um, mm. that's made me happy now i thought it was I just one more and gone. That, frankie yeah no we've got two left yeah. it's um, interesting with Grace and Frankie as well because that's when they I mean Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda found out that they weren't being paid the same amount as the guys playing Soul and Robert and I just loved that yeah. phrase and they were like the show's not called Soul and Robert it's Grace and Frankie I just thought that's yeah. brilliant and I, I'm glad they fought for that and like if anything you would have thought Netflix would be like you know what F it let's get rid of it you're too difficult to work with but I'm glad they fought for that yeah in a, which I, I feel like given how much Netflix is cancelling and, and, and just, like, shelving good content, surprises me. Like, it's a good surprise, but it does surprise me that they they, they let... Yeah. That, what's the word I'm looking for? They didn't cancel they it. They didn't cancel it, yeah. They invested yeah. time into it, which I think, which I think is yeah. great. Um, Peaky Blinders. We're in season mm. five now? Five? Six? Yes. Five? Okay, we're going to yes. five. Um, how are you finding it? Because I'm getting a lot of complaints from people. Like I wrote the show. <laughs> I'm not... I'm enjoying Bake Off more than I am Peaky Blinders. <laughs> what a contrast. Um, yeah. I ju- it just feels... And I don't know whether it was that I had really high expectations or it's just fallen really, really flat. Like, I'm not sure which one it is, but it just feels quite slow and not really... It just feel like to me anyway, that it's going anywhere that, that's exciting me. Okay. What do you think? That's the consensus I'm hearing from a lot of people, is that they're finding it too mm. slow, nothing's happening. Mm. I think someone said that the dialogue has been cut down by like 40% or something. So you've got a lot ah. more a lot more shots not shots. saying so much. I mean, there was one shot that I really loved, which is when they went to approach uh, the black man who is Ada's partner now. And yeah. there's a chessboard and Tommy kind of straightens up a black pawn in a circle of white pawns and I thought this is so great because it's kind of highlighting they're ganging up on him and that he's going to be a pawn in their game but I completely see where they're coming from I feel like there's really great moments where there's a lot of violence and anger I think the Billy Boys is a great addition to the show it's exciting it's different but then there's a lot of slowness the things in the house Mm. of commons is a little bit boring I mean we saw a little glimpse of what I assume is going to be Winston Churchill um yeah so, no, I can see why. I mean, we're halfway through the season now, or maybe four oh, episodes no. in, and I don't Already. actually feel like much has happened. No. So, I don't know. But, I mean, he said that he needs two more seasons to finish the story, so obviously there's a long plan, so we have to kind of have yeah. our faith in him, I suppose, though. Yeah. Um, finally, on television, though, ten years ago today, The Vampire Diaries aired. What? Ten years ago today, the pilot started. Oh my god, I was in high school. I was in school too. I was thinking, I literally, I remember coming home and going online and watching it illegally and thinking, I really like this show. Ten yep. years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. And obviously, because that was, I mean, the Vampire Diaries come directly after the Twilight phenomenon. Yeah. So it was very heavy. Like, you had Teen Wolf then as well and MTV. You had yeah. The Secret Circle, which didn't last very long. But yeah, I, I saw that today and I was amazed. Ten years have passed. That is wow. crackers. And Ian Summerholder has still not aged. Yeah, he really does. He's a vampire. He is a vampire, I think. Mm. Um. A little bit of um, TV news here as well. So, 13 Reasons Why Season 3 aired. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the actresses was bullied off social media. Now, what I... Oh, I remember seeing yeah, this. Yeah, it was very safe. And she was bullied off social media. What I don't understand is how people can't differentiate actors to the characters they play. What mm. is that about? Like, you wouldn't... Don't get it. People don't watch Coronation Street and then go online and bully the person playing... Like, it's just... <laughs> I don't understand it. It's, it's just bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre, but, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was quite sad. Um, mm. But moving on to film news. The mm. Venice Film Festival happened, and uh-huh. people finally reviewed Joker. Mm. So it's the Walking Phoenix film, it's the Todd Haynes film, everyone's been excited about it. The reviews have been very good... People are saying it's excellent. People are saying that it's going to win Oscars. But then there's another side of it where people are saying that it's wrong. We are praising a film about a madman in America who has mental health issues, who has access to guns. What's your take on this? I don't know. So I I think my difficulty is, is that we... Like, the Joker's always been a problematic character. He's never been... Like, he's always been messed up and he's always basically been a psychopath yes a mass murderer like he's that's not that's not new yeah what i think i'm finding difficult is the fact that and maybe it's a case of like bad timing maybe it's come out at a really bad time when um you know like mass shootings in america and that sort of thing or at its height or at least it feels like it's at its that at yeah uh, i can't speak today (laughs) it's okay (laughs) that it's at its height so i don't know what it is but i definitely think that I do worry about a little bit that it could be impressionable for people. Um, but then the issue with that is that I'm sure Todd Haynes didn't go out with that intention. It's not Todd so Haynes, just... sorry, it's Todd Phillips. <laughs> okay, good, because in my head I was, I was kinda, I don't... I, as soon as I said it, I thought, no, hold on, he didn't go from Carol to make the Joker. Uh, yeah, Todd. no, it's not Todd Haynes, Todd it's Todd Phillips who made the Hangover trilogy and War Dogs. Um, ah. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. He's always been known as this disastrous villain. Yeah. I mean, he's he, you have to have someone so crazy. I mean, his whole the whole big part about the Joker is anarchy, and obviously anarchy yeah. is violent, heavy violence, mass destruction, things like that. I feel like we need to stop censoring films so much in regards to fiction. We are allowed mm-hmm. to have fictional bad guys. We are allowed to have fictional violence. It's storytelling. I mean, you look at children's no, um, story tales. I mean, freaking mm. Little Red Riding Hood, they cut open the wolf's belly and fetch yeah. out the grandma. Like, Rapunzel, she, like, cuts off her hair, runs away from home, people... You know, there's a lot of violence in anything. This is a psychological thriller. You know, mm. it's, it's a DC comic film. It's very fake, it's mm. Batman film. I mean, if The Dark Knight came out today, I think people would have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's... 
I will go see the film because I'm a big Batman fan. I will go mm-hmm. see the film because I think stylistically it looks very interesting. There's a great cast mm-hmm. in there. I completely forgot that Robert De Niro was in it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I will go see the film. I think that people do forget that this is fiction. It's not promoting mm. it. It's, you know, people mentioned the fact that there was a there was a Joker, um, the, the, the guy who was... Was it the Florida shooting at the screening of The Dark Knight Rises? Who dressed up as oh, the Joker? Yes. Um, yes. You know, it's it's a difficult situation, but I, for one, think that you have to kind of differentiate fact from fiction. Yeah. And you could censor every single film if you're going to go down that route. I think. Yeah. No. We just have a twenty four dancing <laughs> films. If that, I maybe mean, that's yeah. what they want. Maybe that's what they maybe. want. Um. So yeah. No, it's a difficult one. I don't know. I haven't yet decided whether I'm going to go and see it just because I feel like there are other films I want to prioritise but yeah the Joker as a character has always made me feel uneasy but I always feel like he's supposed to make me feel uneasy like he's not someone I'm supposed to admire or love or like no you 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 don't feel for the Joker yeah yeah and you know the people who watch Suicide Squad and were really into the whole Joker and Harley Quinn relationship those people freaked me out and didn't understand the film and didn't understand that their relationship was abusive and toxic so but that's why we need more films like that so you can actually see that it's wrong yeah yeah, it's it's And that's why the end of Suicide Squad when she does sack him yes. off. You know. Anyway, should we talk about the top ten? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so at number ten it's good boys. At number nine for thirteen Please. weeks. <laughs> Who is watching this movie? It's Casino Royale. <laughs> do you know it's gonna be in the cinema when the next one comes out? It will be. I don't know what's going on. I honestly don't understand how this is still, like... There's new films that have come out that are not in the top ten, and this film is. It's crazy. At number eight, it's Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. At number seven, it's Toy Story 4. Number six, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. At number five, it's a Polish film, Politgia. At number four, Mm -hmm. it's The Lion King. At number three, it's Angel Has Fallen... I didn't realise that this was part of the whole London has fallen thing that was for that. I don't know if I've said that on the show before, but I didn't realise that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and number two, it, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I finally saw on Sunday. Yeah. And I have many thoughts about it. Me and Courtney are going to do a Tarantino episode. Nice. Neha will not be in it because she doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be. Um, yes. So, it was very long. There was mm-hmm. a lot that could be cut out. But mm-hmm. the third act was brilliant and it was very old nice. school Tarantino. Brad Pitt was fantastic. I don't think I've liked him in a film this much in a long, long time. Um, nice. Is he having a bit of a Matthew McConaughey moment, do you I think? was going to say this to you because yeah. obviously you've got Ad Astra coming out. Um, yeah. This has happened. Um, I, it feels like it. I think he's on a resurgence. He's obviously gone through a divorce. Maybe he's got mm. a new agent or something. But I think he's going through a pitchersance or whatever yeah, we want to call it, pittissance. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's odd. It's bizarre, isn't it? But yeah. Mm. Um, what I did know, that Maya Hawke is in this film. Is she? Yeah, she popped up and I was like, oh my God, there she is, uh, which I thought oh, was quite so cool. lovely. Um, it's a little homage to um, Uma Thurman um, and the fact they look 
literally the same yeah. person. It's crazy how someone can have a child and it looks exactly like them. It's like a clone. Yeah. She looks yeah, nothing absolutely. like Ethan Hawke at all. She's no, literally she Uma Thurman has carbon copied herself. Mm. It's crackers. It would be really great actually if Tarantino made like Kill Bill three with my Hawke. That's an idea I'm putting in the universe right there. Just make saying. it happen. And at number one, it's It Chapter Two. Ah oh, yes. I've not been to see this yet. I will go see it because I want to finish I've the seen story. It. What did you think? Okay, so I should say that there is a tr- like trigger warning right at the beginning of the movie. Um, there is a super homophobic attack for anybody listening who hasn't seen it. Just know it exists. Jesus. Actually, the- I was really surprised that there was no trigger. Like I was, and apparently it's based on something that actually happened. Really? So yeah. So I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you, but just <laughs> be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah, there are two. There are two events in that um, film that are pretty, pretty homophobic. But no. So I have a track record of not liking horror movies, but I've read the book It, so I was going to watch these two. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think the first half of the film took was definitely more horror than the second. I think the second half became more sort of like a psychological thriller, or at least it didn't feel as scary as the first half. Um, but the performances were great, and I really liked the act you know bill hader's in it and i thought he was a great choice to pick play yeah. Richie. and i think just all of them in general were really good kind of future versions of um well that's why i was excited about it because i think if yeah. it was bad casting it would have put you off but the fact they managed to get like a good selection of actors is really yeah, exciting i'm a fan no i think overall i was fairly happy with it it was just i think those two things that i was like didn't have trigger warnings that set me on edge a little bit because okay. i just i didn't why understand the angle but you'll get it when you watch it okay right i'm excited i'm hopefully gonna see it this week um scott will not see it with me because he hates horror films <laughs> and um all my friends don't live nearby so it's gonna be difficult but yes i do want to see it um mm. upcoming releases this film i am so excited about ever since they mm-hmm. announced it on instagram i've been following the process hustlers Yes. So this is inspired by the viral New York Magazine article, Hustlers follows a crew of savvy former strip club employees who band together to turn the tables on their Wall Street clients. It's a female director. You've got Constance Wu, Jennifer Lopez, Julia Stiles, Kiki Palmer, Lily Reinhart, Carly B, Lizzo, Madeline Brewer. It looks like the female version of Ocean's Eleven that we should have got. Yeah, like it's just look. It looks badass. It looks like a thriller. It looks funny. Jennifer Lopez just looks um, incredible. Like she's I know. fucking fifty. I know. It's insane. I'm really excited. How are you feeling about this? I'm so excited. I think I agree with you. It was the Ocean's Eleven that we deserved? Um, it's just on the cast. It's like the fan cast of your dream. It is. And it's so these casts nowadays are turning the fan cast in. Yeah, I feel like people, I feel like casting directors do just sit on Twitter. Like, <laughs> what do people want? Like, what do they want? What do they want? Yeah, what do they want? I'm going to give it to them. If you're listening to this, casting directors, just put John Cho in a lead where he plays like like a romantic lead. That's what I want. Yeah, if you're listening. with Gabby Union. With Gabby Union. Get the, get um, the, you know, get the reunion going. Reunion with yeah. Gabby Union. Um, yeah please I'm really excited and I think it's good to have uh, more films about strippers too I think Cardi B rising to fame Mm. and kind of highlighting that you can have this kind of past 
Because a lot of people do it to get money. That's what people fail yeah. to realise. That a lot of people think, oh, they're strippers. They must love getting getting naked and having sex or whatever. Most of the time, they're not having sex. They're stripping. That's their job. And mm. it's to get money. So it's... Yeah. And I love the twist of turning the tables on Wall Street. Because I think it's yeah. great. Because she mentions in the trailer, like... The, none of these guys went to prison. And obviously, if we've watched things like The Big Short and obviously just know about Wall Street in general, Wall for Wall Street too, nobody did go to prison. So mm. it is fun, yeah. yeah. Why not? I do like that it's almost like an empowering counterpart to Magic Mike because I feel like... Yes, I get, did get Magic yeah, Mike vibes from this. Yeah. People forget just how like, good Magic Mike was. Oh, so good. It was not just a stripping film. It was very... Right. It was a great independent film. Honestly, I thought yeah. it was fantastic. If that was at Sundance and had like no one famous in it, it would be like, oh, film school. You're not real film fan unless you've watched Magic Mike. Um, that's my thoughts anyway. Death. Death. Also out is Downton Abbey, so the continuing story of the Crawley family, wealthy owners of a large estate in the English countryside in the early 20th century. I tried to watch Downton Abbey. Uh, I got about mm. two episodes in. I didn't get bored. I just never went back to it. Um, mm. But obviously, I'm assuming this film must finish off what the TV show started. Yeah, probably. I know it was like, wasn't Downton Abbey surprisingly popular with American audiences? Yes, like, they loved it. I remember it back in the day when I was on like Tumblr, people would like live tweet it and I was sitting there like, what are you lot doing? <laughs> <laughs> what, why? Why? Um, yeah. Also, you have Night Hunter, a weathered lieutenant, yeah. his police force and a local vigilante are all caught up in a dangerous scheme involving a recently arrested troubled man who's linked to years of female abductions and murders. So this stars Alexandra Daddario, the girl from True Detective, uh, mm. Henry Cavill, Stanley Tucci, Ben Kingsley, Minka Kelly and Nathan Fillon. So quite a good cast. Yeah, um, sounds like a film you probably catch on Netflix. Not so much going to the cinema to see because I reckon yeah. it's going to be a bit disappointing. But yeah, there's that. You've also got Honeyland, which is a documentary. This is about the last female beekeeper in Europe must save the bees and return to the natural balance in Honeyland when a family of nomadic beekeepers invade her land and threaten her livelihood. This did really well at Sundance, so if you're looking for a documentary, mm. it's a good one to go to. Another documentary that's out this week is The Game Changers. This is about a UFC's fighter's world is turned upside down when he discovers an elite group of world-renowned athletes and scientists prove everything he had been taught about protein was a lie. Oh, interesting. Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it, so... Oh, and next week we have ad astra so this is i saw the trailer for this the first time on sunday when i went to the cinema Mm. and i was absolutely blown away by it um astronaut roy mcbride undertakes a mission across an unforgiving solar system to uncover the truth about his missing father and his doom expedition that now 30 years later threatens the universe so you've got brad pitt liv tyler ruth nigger tommy lee jones it looks really exciting. Mm. And obviously, this brings us to this week's topic, which is space films. Space films. So we asked you guys what space films you like. We got a massive response. Thanks for coming back to us. We've got, I've got a top 10. So these were 10 films that a lot of people were recommending. But we will cool. discuss the whole list. Um, mm-hmm. And thank you to everyone who sent their suggestions in. Fenya, Dan, Roland, Rachel, Lauren, Courtney, Ben, Lewis, Eloise, Chris, Drew, Chrysantha... Charlie, Pete, Shiromi, Lily and Eleanor. Thank you guys so much. Um, at number one, it's 2001. 
Of course. Not a shock on this, to be fair. I feel like this is no. the space film people will mention because it's yeah. probably the most, I don't know, significant, would you say? How would you say it? Describe it. I think, yeah, I, I would say significant. I would say for anyone who studied film, it was the film that we watched <laughs> yes. within the first like week <laughs> yeah, of, of any sort of sci-fi because that's definitely what I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty groundbreaking when it came out and I think still really stands the test of time, so it doesn't surprise me that people love it. Have you seen it in the cinema? No. I saw it at the BFI. Um, they did like a Kubrick season. It was oh, nice. incredible in the cinema. I mean, watching it on your laptop in your bedroom is a whole different yeah. experience. Um, but yeah. it was really funny because obviously there's an interval in the film, but they didn't have an interval. It was like three minutes and people left and come back and were like, what? What, what the hell's going on? It was interval. No, it's yeah. a film. Um, I love 2001. It's weird as hell. A lot of people question it, say it's over the top, it's dramatic, it's Kubrick's way of saying he did the moon landings um it's a great film and i think it's mm. fucking scary at times with the whole house oh, thing sure. that is terrifying yeah, sure. and i think now as well with how much we use ai it's yeah it's very relevant it felt i feel like the film feels quite prophetic too because it does kind of touch on all that ai stuff in the way that we're living it now um Oh, it's a good one. I think the thing about space as well within film is that it highlights loneliness. A lot of these people mm. that are in these films, they're so far away from home and they're usually alone yes. or with a few other people. And with 2001, yeah. you really, I think that sense is you're alone. I mean, mm. nobody mentioned gravity on this list, but gravity for me, why it was so breathtaking was it was generally scary because you are by yourself. And yeah. it was, you know, it's, it, 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 that's horror in a way, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And number two was Moon. Mm. Again, another I didn't film watch about loneliness. Yeah, definitely. Sun Rock was fantastic in this film. It's very trippy. It took me a couple mm. of watches actually to fully understand it. Um, but it's a beautiful film, and that's the thing about these space films as well. Like you get such beautiful lighting because it's so dark, and then the lights, the whites are so bright, and it just, oh, it's just beautiful. And speaking of beautiful films, at number three, it's Interstellar. Which is my favourite. There's a lot of kickback about Interstellar. Obviously, it there came is, yeah. after the Dark Knight trilogy had finished. It was the kind of the follow-up to Inception, in a way. There was a lot of high hopes about it. Um, it was during the reconnaissance. Um, mm. I love this film. I think it is long, but it's mm. a journey. And it speaks yeah. about the end of the world in some ways obviously mm. you've got kind of dystopia going on on earth but it speaks about family as well and connections and father-daughter stuff and obviously for me like not really having a dad the father-daughter stuff for me is always emotional I'm crying at everything mm. adverts on the telly or whatever mm. Interstellar has such a great gravity pull towards real life and what's important on earth yeah it's it's an emotional roller coaster, it really is. And also, it's very clever. The whole levels so and things clever. like that. Yeah. The fact that they yeah. put it together. I mean, it was originally a Steven Spielberg piece, and they rewrote it with Nolan because it was there was no women in it, basically. Mm. Jessica. Oh, Ch- really? Yeah, Jessica Chastain's role, Murph, was originally a boy. Oh. Yeah. So they rewrote it, and Murph is a girl. She's better as a girl. Absolutely. And yeah, <laughs> the thing as well with Interstellar is that you've got the whole conversation with Anne Hathaway's character when she talks about love and how she's kind That's of... That's ris- my favourite, yes. Risking it all for love. And I think that yeah. the fact that these people are so far away in space and yet you still 
regard that human interaction and connection as important yeah it's i don't know it just gets me it's, the, it's my favourite. It's just, what, yeah. What other parts are your favourite? So I feel like my favourite things about this movie is the way that it... When I, when, so when I say the kind of the concept of time, I mean, they do it... It's obviously really clever, you know, that whole thing about how they age differently, and I think that's all done really, really well. But I also like the pacing of the film in as a sort of kind of broader, expansive yeah. time. I feel like, you know, when Matthew's alone, the film feels a little slower. When that whole sort of, like, pushing the bookshelf scene, it's a lot faster because it's a lot more desperate. So I really like that, sort of the way that that, that time is used to kind of... Um, yeah, it just always kind of felt like an extended metaphor. I really like also how, when you've got those shots of space, how quiet everything is. Like, the lack of sound is so loud, which sounds like such a film student thing to No, say, but that's what I was saying to you about like, the whole, like, the, the design of space yeah. films is so beautiful yeah. because it is yeah. so isolating. Exactly, and I think they do such a good job. Um, at, at, yeah, it's, and all the performances, and just that line where she says something about how... And it's that same scene that we're talking about where she says that love transcends space and time. Yes. I'm paraphrasing, but that line, I was just like, that's so profound. But it's my fave and the soundtrack. Oh, beautiful! Matt Damon's a dick as well. I know he really likes being like the one that needs to be saved. I know that when he turned up, I forgot that he was in the film. And when he turned (laughs) up, I was like, "Damn, you're an asshole!" Um, Did you know Timothy Chalamet is in this film? Yeah, I just I didn't realize until I was making my notes for this episode. I didn't realize that he was young Tom. Um, That is through me. But it's been a good few years. I was going to re-watch Interstellar before this episode, but then I did not have time because um, I watched another three-hour film instead. Um, no, I do love it. A lot of people are against it. They say it's boring, it's confusing. Um, don't watch it then. Mm, don't watch it. Whatever. Um, next on the list was, at number four, Sunshine, the Danny Boyle film. Have you seen this? Yeah, only once, but I have seen it. It was so fun. This is another film I studied at film school as well. Um, Mm. And it was actually written by Alex Garland, who went on to do Ex McKenna. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Hold on. Let me just double check that before I just go ahead and start saying things. No, no, he did. He did. Okay. Um, Oh, cool. Yeah. Killian Murphy as well. So this is like Mm -hmm. where my crush started starting because I watched Batman Begins and then I think I watched Ah. this the same week. Um, yeah. And Chris Evans is in this as well, and Rose Byrne. It's a great, mm. great, great um, little cast there. Again, this is about isolation. It's about the Earth dying, trying to like get another planet, trying to get new resources. Um, and it, it it's it's very thrillery. Did you find that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was surprised at how much of a thriller it was. Um, but I guess in any plotline, we were trying to reignite the sun. It was always going to be a bit touch and go (laughs) but um yeah no I really enjoyed it that that one time I watched it yeah is it apparently Danny Boyle made them all like live together the actors and like try and get like Ah, method acting yeah and actually learn about what their roles in the film were um so yeah that's interesting oh nice next on the list is Alien now Mm. I revealed on my Instagram that I've never actually watched Alien (laughs) I watch them quite late in life, I'll be honest. I love you say late um, in life. You're in your 20s. <laughs> I feel like any time you tell someone you've not watched Alien or that you watched it quite late in life, though, they, like it's like the film bros come out. They're like, how have you not seen it? You're not a real film director. You haven't seen Alien. Yeah, you've not seen it. I really enjoyed them. Um, 
I yeah they were fun they're scary and Sigourney Weaver's really cool and I've been told to watch the first two but then not watch any more I feel like because I watch them pretty much one after the other I'm not quite sure what happens in which one um but yeah really fun Prometheus also come up on our list not in the top 10 uh, but that was was that a sequel or was it it's the fifth installment apparently but it's a prequel right I don't know yeah I think both Prometheus and Alien Covenant which was the one that came out most recently oh yes Alien Covenant yeah and they both deal with um Michael Fassbender's character who's an android I think called David David 8 um David 8 um and yeah I think yeah they were definitely prequels they were good too I really enjoyed them okay I will I will watch them it's just you know when they're on that list of like films that you're like I have to watch this film because it's legendary blah 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 um but I've just not got around to it yet and number speaking of the films like that at number six it's Solaris now there's two versions of this and both people who told me about the film said, not the 2002 version. So I'm assuming that it's not very good. <laughs> is that the one with... Um, Tarkovsky. George Clooney. Yeah, so the original is by Tarkovsky and the remake oh, cool. is by Steven Soderbergh and stars George Clooney. I think that's the one I've seen, yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's, it all right. it's set on a space station orbiting the planet and has flashbacks to the main characters on Earth. Um, mm. I've not seen either the remake or the original, but I'm, mm-hmm. it, it's it's on my list. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. Um, number seven was one of our favourite films of last year, First Man. First Man. <laughs> a few, some people really like this, and people did really love it because I know that there was a lot of anger when it didn't get nominated at the Oscars. I've not seen yeah. it, so I can't comment on it. Comment, comment. I can't even speak. Never mind. Comment on it. <laughs> I can't comment on it. I'm afraid. But I know that that also deals with isolation and, um, like, what's the word? It's all man on the moon, right? Yeah. It's Neil Armstrong. Yeah. Um, I did quite enjoy it. I was surprised that I enjoyed it because Damien Chazelle's movies don't, unfortunately, don't do for me what they do for everyone else. Same. Um, they're not bad movies at yes, all. I enjoy them. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> like... Basically, I'm one of those people who don't understand why La La Land did as well as it did. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it was basically a Bollywood movie and I grew up on Indian movies, so the fact that it was a musical didn't do very much for me. Um, But yeah, no, I was surprised at how much I liked it because Damien Chazelle movies don't do very much for me and I thought that um, Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy were were really, really good, but that didn't surprise me because they're always really, really good. Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm actually going to... Actually, while we're on that topic, I'm going to go see Claire Smith. Claire Smith? Claire Foy. While we're on the topic, let me just mention someone else. (laughs) Because I meant to say Claire Foy and Matt Smith um, at the Olvik Theatre later, actually early next month, because they're doing a performance of Lungs, so that's super exciting. Hey, that's nice. They're Um, reconnecting after the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much why I'm going to go see it. So, yeah, it's going to be good. But no, no, I did enjoy First Man. I really like... There was this one sort of like... I think it was the moon landing sequence that was really, really well done. Okay. Um, but yeah, watch it. I think you'd be surprised. Okay. Okay. At number nine, 
No, sorry, number eight, it's Spaceballs. This was mentioned by quite a few people. I've never seen it, but it sounds really good. So it's a, it. it's a 1987 American comic science fiction film. And it was mm-hmm. basically the set and the characters parody the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh, cool. So it's become quite a cult classic. Um, and um, yeah, it parodies like Star Trek, Alien, The Wizard of Oz, 2001. So I think yeah. we need to see this because it looks quite bizarre. Uh, it's got okay. John Candy as well, and I absolutely love John Candy. So, um, yeah, it's on my list, guys. Thanks for letting me know. I've honestly never heard of it, ever. No, me neither. Ever, oh, ever, that's ever, cool. ever. So, this is good. Thank you, guys. Uh, and number nine was Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, right, I do, I've got three people saying Guardians of the Galaxy. I did get a few people as well. Right. Because technically it's a space film. We can't deny it. Is, it, it, it just is. because it's a superhero film. But then someone it said is. to me, would you then argue that Captain Marvel's a space film, Endgame's right. a space film, Infinity War's a space film, and I was thinking, well, Thor, all the Thor films, Thor Ragnarok, if yeah. that's a space, it is technically a space film. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because it's on planets, and obviously these other Maybe. films are just roaming around space. Maybe. But I don't know, I've got to let the people have it. Hmm. But if we are counting Marvel superhero films, then Thor Ragnarok is one of my favourite space films. So good. So excited. And at number 10, it was Space Jam, which is quite a good twist because technically it is a space film. <laughs> I love Space Jam. My friend, so Chris, if you're listening to this, um, Chris is very proud of himself, even though he's not said it to me, that he thought he was being funny when he said Space Jam. So Yeah, but then seven other funny. people had the same idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one though i love space jam space jam's brilliant when i i used to work at this office and every time we had a really high staff turnover because it was a terrible place to work and every time we got a new person i'd be like what do you think of space film your answer to this question is going to base our relationship for the rest of your yeah. working career and most of the time people were like i've not seen it space jam <laughs> is one of my favorite so good. favorite films michael jord oh i just can't chicago balls it was- Bugs, but oh, so good. it's just so good. It was the first film I ever saw at the cinema. I was four years old, and my mum still talks about it. She said she was like, me and me and your dad knew at that point that you were going to love film. Because I was oh, obsessed so with... that's so lovely. Yeah. Apparently, I was like really obsessed with the fact that they used to, quote, put cartoons and real people together, because I hadn't quite figured out how that was a thing. I did go to the cinema to see it. We got it on pirate copy out the back of someone's van. But that, the magic is still story. there. Um, and I'm pretty sure... Space Jam 2 is um, Ryan Coogler, isn't it? 2021. Exciting. LeBron James is going to be in it. Don Cheadle's going to be in it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's in the works. Mm. Will, it, will it work? What do you think? I just feel like I trust Ryan Coogler. So- Googler? Wow, Coog- get his name right. Ryan Coogler. So much at this point that he, yeah, he can make anything. And I'm well, they've tried it. to make it several times. I mean, they tried. They were going to make it with Tiger Woods once and Tony oh, Hawk. Yeah, so there's lots of like, oh. lots and lots of things going on. But um, LeBron has been in the work since 2014, so it's um, nice. yeah. There's a lot been going on. Um, I. And also, it was directed by someone else, and then they switched it. Oh. Yeah. So, you never know. Mm. Look at Ant-Man. Edgar Wright was doing it, and then it went to mm. the other person. Um, who did Ant-Man? Oh, Peyton. Peyton, someone. Um, 
I'm excited, but yeah, it's it's different because obviously the '90s were very basketball heavy. Yes, and obviously basketball's not a big thing now, but yeah, I don't know. I'll still go see it because it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see mm. if it's actually like a sequel or if it's going to be like completely different and a big reboot. Yeah, I don't know what would work better. I doubt R. Kelly will be making an appearance. Oh. So yeah, that was the top ten. These other films that people mentioned though, um, Serenity, which was shite. I don't know who mentioned that. We need to have words. <laughs> Maybe I wrote the down. Is that saying space? No. It's on a boat. It's on a boat. I mean, it's a little bit like trippy and science. I think my issue with Serenity is it could have been a really great film. They just ex- executed it terribly. Okay. We'll I move on from that then. It's a boat. Um, the Fifth Element. Excellent space film. TV. Excellent space so film. Um, I feel like this was one of the early ones I watched as well. And this is when I first started watching science fiction. I was like, this is really weird and really trippy. And <laughs> uh, I just, I'm just not too sure. But Gary Oldman in that film. Oh, oh <laughs> no. Um, Blade Runner. I've Sorry, seen. I've just Googled Serenity and it's actually a um, 2005 Serenity is a science fiction movie. I knew it. Sorry. I knew it wasn't the new film. Right, Serenity 2005. Okay. Sorry to anyone that thought that. Soz. I don't need to have words with anyone. It's a Josh Whedon film. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Is it, is it Firefly? It's a continuation of Whedon's short-lived Fox television series Firefly. Oh. The I should cast. know this. My housemate badgered me to watch this movie I was and I say, never listened well, to it. Well, this is the thing. You and I still have not watched it, so we yes. need to watch Firefly and then we can watch Serenity. Right. Okay. Glenn Howerton's in that film. Nice. Interesting. Okay, I'm into it. Okay, right. Sorry about that for us thinking <laughs> that you mentioned that terrible uh, Matthew McConaughey film. Yes, Blade Runner. People mention Blade mm. Runner as well. Um, mm. I've not seen any Blade Runner films. Actually, no, that was a really horrible film Twitter thing to do. I take that back. It's totally When fine. we were in film school, a guy changed the backdrop of his Mac and was like, of hey, Karis, guess what my wallpaper is? And I looked, I was like, I don't know. I was like, yeah, you do. Come on. You know what it's about. And it, oh was, it was a steal from Blaver. And I was just like, I, I, I don't know what it is. He was like, it's Blaver. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, of course. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And then got uncovered then. I said, oh my God, a lot then. Sorry, that was a very valley girl to do. No, not at all. Um, I love Blade Runner. It's based on the book um, by book? Philip K. Dick. Yeah, by Philip K. Dick called... Um, it's like something like Do Androids Dream of Sheep? Or Dream of... No, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And it's it's just... It's set in sort of this um, future dystopian... I think it's Los Angeles. And just this, this sort of... It's about synthetic humans, basically. Um, and it's really, really fun. And, you know, Roger Deakins, who made that cinematography famous as he does most things because he's brilliant um, and obviously Harrison Ford so yeah no definitely recommend um what Wally 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 I've not seen Wally either it's good it's um it's better than I remember going to watch it watch it I remember going to see it and thinking it was going to be quite light but it really it gives you some stuff to think about which was it's a good one that's cool 
Hidden Figures, a lot of people love this film. I really like this mm, film. There was a lot of problems so with the script because obviously it was very white saviour. But I thought it was a good way to have women in the forefront, especially black women in the forefront, who did some fantastic jobs for NASA and mm. nobody seems to want to talk about it. So, yes. yes. Um, Apollo 13. This film yeah. makes me cry. I can't actually watch it anymore. It's amazing. Oh, though, really? Right? It's, it's so sad. I'm thinking it's of the right sad. film, right? Yeah, it's just so I sad. So. Um, but yeah, Apollo 13. Uh, Star Trek. Um, I love the Star Trek films. I'm sorry. Same. I'm a massive Star Trek fan and I really want there to be a fourth film. Because obviously they, I do. they said they were going to bring Chris Hemsworth back and it was going to be like him and his dad. And I, I don't know if it's going to happen now. No, I think there's a lot. And there was of... even some word that Quentin Tarantino was going to do the fourth one. Yeah, and he was going to do like a really super violent R-rated Star Trek and stuff like that. Not really my job. I don't know. Well, I just want him to stop doing bloody westerns. <laughs> stop. Um, yes, there you go. Star Trek: The Martian, which I think people forget about, and they also forget about the fact that Sebastian Stan and Jessica Chastain are fantastic in that film, and Donald Glover. They are. I think my issue with The Martian is is that I enjoyed it and it was fun, but having read the book, there are two Asian characters in the book that are not Asian in the movie and it really pisses me are off. Are you kidding me? So Mackenzie Davis plays um, Mindy Park in the book. Mindy Park is a Korean scientist and they had a great opportunity there for some You're Asian representation. You're kidding me. I had no idea about this. Yeah, and um, Chiwetel Ejiofor plays Vincent Kapoor, who is actually Venkat Kapoor in the book and should have been played by Irfan Khan, but I feel like because Irfan Khan um, couldn't make it, they... Yeah, so that pisses me off about this movie. I feel like they had two really good opportunities for representation and just didn't, decided not to take it. Like they couldn't bloody, you know... Yeah. That's ridiculous. I'm so disappointed about that. That's so weird. Other than that, really enjoyable. Well, thank you for educating me about that. That's that's ridiculous. I'm very sad about that. Um, mm. But yeah, it's a good film, despite the fact that we've fucking whitewashing in every single film we talk about <laughs> lately. High Life. I've not seen this yet. This was uh, was it the Robert Pattinson film. Yes. There's a lot of great reviews there. Obviously, pe- people mentioned Star Wars, but I feel like Star Wars isn't even a space film. It's a completely different genre. Um, Muppets from Space, someone mentioned. Um, 2010, The Year We Made Contact. Now, this is the sequel to 2001, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I've not seen it. Yeah, so it's a sequel. It's not directed by Stanley Kubrick. It's directed by Peter Hyams. And it is a sequel, and it's based uh-huh. on the sequel novel, 2010, Odyssey 2. Um, ah. Helen Mirren's in it, and so is um, John Lithgow. I've not seen it, but no. I don't think it's very popular. Okay. I don't know. If you're listening and love it, come tell us. But I've, I've not seen it. I think Courtney actually even mentioned this. So if you're listening, Court, let us know what you love about this film. Because um, I've not ever heard much about it. Um, mm-hmm. And then finishing on that is Arrival. Love it. Can't stand it. Oh, no. Why not? Me and Scott went to see Arrival and we both walked out of the cinema and said, what the fuck was that? There were points of it which I really liked. I liked the whole, the way they they communicated with like the ink block drawings and things like that. Right. But I just found the ending to be just a bit ridiculous and the whole like seeing the future and knowing they're going to have a child and the child will die and 
I just, it just, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. Okay. Um, but I'm not a massive fan of uh, Denise, uh, Denise Villeneuve. I don't know how to say his name. Denise, Denise Villeneuve. 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 Say that again. Denise Villeneuve. Denise Villeneuve. Why can you say that and I can't say it? Denis I think Villeneuve. I'm anglicising Villeneuve. Because okay. he's French Canadian, so I'm sure that I'm sure that with an accent. I think I'm anglicising it. Villeneuve. Oh, that's interesting because I quite like his movies. I'm it's really on and off with me because I love Prisoners, hated Enemy, yeah. loved Sicario, hated Arrival, didn't right. see Blade Runner, and yeah, I will probably see Dune because everyone and their fucking mums in it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm that's very crazy. on and off with him. It's like one good, one bad. So like with that, yeah. with that run rate i should love blade runner but i should hate dune so we'll see what happens there <laughs> oh interesting yeah, yeah. No, i really loved um Every, loved a lot of people did and, and a lot of people a lot of my friends were like you just don't like it because amy adams is in it i was like no i've got no, nothing wrong with that at all you know yeah i'm just you know <laughs> just just for chastain's better just saying um so yeah that's um so yeah that's what that's our space films so there's a lot there i think the main themes with all of them is isolation yes they're usually yeah. all men <laughs> true it is a lot of the space films is about a man going away to space thinking about his family almost dying and then coming home that's basically true. a lot of the space films right there <laughs> true we need more ladies in space we do need more ladies in space mm. that should be a new thing that we should all focus on i mean gravity was um obviously a female lead yeah um and but then she obviously wasn't 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 a very likable character a lot of people didn't like the character i mean she was um she was a loner and she was frustrating um and i think she did a lot of um I think Sandra Bullock got divorced around that time as well. So I think mm. she, um, you know... It felt quite personal. Yeah, personal kind of journey mm. and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, it's about loneliness, I'd say. I think, mm. do you reckon it's probably like watching them? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe there's like a, yeah, subliminally, like, they tap into that emotion. Wow, that got really deep, really fast. Would you like to go to space if you had the opportunity? I'd love to go to space. Because, you know, is it, is, it, is it Virgin that are trying to do, yes. like, space yes. travel? And I know, yes, and I know that... Ashton, all I know about it is that Ashton Kutcher has a ticket, and I don't know why I know this. I feel like I may have seen it on Twitter, so you're allowed to tell me it's wrong. Um, and I've considered stealing the ticket from him. No, I think there's, like, a fair few celebrities that have bought mm. tickets already. Um, cause, love to go. yeah. I'd be very scared. I'd absolutely yeah. love to go. I mean, when I was younger, I used to love space. I actually cut out all the planets and stuck them on my bedroom wall, um, mm-hmm. which my mum went mad about. She was like, I've <laughs> just painted that bloody wall. A used blue tack's going to rip it off. I love space. I had like this big space book that was like a proper thick, heavy hardback that I'd carry around. Yeah. I'd play like a space game on my computer. Um, but yeah, I... Um, I love it, so I'd love to go, but I'd, it's just very scary, isn't it? Yeah. Like, could Did I you take watch, Cara? Um, Who knows? There's a documentary series that I really enjoyed, narrated by Will Smith, and I think it was directed by Darren Aronofsky called One Big One Strange Rock okay. um, that came on Nat Geo. I think it was last year, but they're working on a season two, and the whole show like takes interviews from people who've actually... like So astronauts, people who've actually been to space, and the way they talk about kind of 
seeing Earth from space is the most kind of life changing thing on the like ever. I'm yeah. like, I want to do that. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see the Earth from space. It's like when you're in an airplane, you look out the window. That's yeah. the closest you get to that kind of thing. I have a list yeah. here of the celebrities who have bought tickets. Okay. Go on. Tom Hanks. I mean, he has to take me. He's my dad. Ashton Kutcher. So you were right. Mm-hmm. Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. And Brad Pitt and Angie and Joe Lee. That's going to be an awkward journey, isn't it? Oh, awk. Awkward. I thought there was more than that. But apparently tickets are available for more than 140 space agents worldwide. Could you imagine that being on your business card? Hi, I'm Carrie Tian. I'm Tian. a space I'm a agent. space agent. The tickets are $200,000 per person. And they have been Cheap. raised to $250,000 per person. 640 people have already signed up. Could That's you imagine cheap. having that much money to pay for something <laughs> that might not even happen? And if it does, you I might know. not even... That's crazy. 200... Oh, wow. I need to be that rich that I can afford space travel and can't even go. Given how I need Tom Hanks to be safe forever, the fact that him going into space gives me some anxiety. That's a film I in itself, to, isn't it? I need it to be completely flawless. Um, one film that I didn't mention that my friend teased me about today was Passengers. Oh, yes. <laughs> so this, this was the film... I mean, this was in production hell for ages, wasn't it? So obviously it ended up mm. being... Um, what's her name? What's her name? Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt, but originally it was meant to be, um, was it Keanu Reeves? I think it was meant to be Keanu Reeves and Emily, no, sorry. Yeah, it was Keanu Reeves and Reese Witherspoon and then Keanu Reeves and Rachel McAdams, then Keanu Reeves and Emily Blunt. And then obviously it changed. Um, But the interesting part about that was the whole people moving for another planet and obviously the way the planet's going at the moment and obviously yeah amazon fires and the just global warming in general it's weird it's starting to become all these films that were once science fiction are starting to become a little bit realistic yeah shout (coughs) did you mean to say shout out then and then choked yeah i was supposed to say shout out cloverfield but you did mention Cloverfield. You did. <coughs> but technically that was set on Earth. Oh, it was. Mm, New York. That's just me wanting to talk about Cloverfield all the time. Maybe. Follow me on Twitter and we can engage in Cloverfield chat, guys. Everyone loves talking about Cloverfield. I love when I went to go see it at the cinema. I actually got motion sickness. Ah, uh, yeah. It was too much. All that found footage. All that found footage. I love a good found footage film. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm waiting for them to say I can direct search into any day now, guys. I'm waiting. <gasps> now, Yay. I just want to mention another TV show. It's coming to the end of the podcast. Gotham. Finally finished it. Okay, so Gotham mm-hmm. ran for five seasons. Probably too mm-hmm. long. We finally got a Barbara Gordon. Yes, we got a Batwoman. Oh. The red hair, the sassiness. We finally got one. So I just want to say, if you're a Batwoman friend friend fan like i am gotham the last season the last episode watch it because there's finally a decent barbara gordon slash barbara dean um i am not gonna be watching the new season which is on the cw i think it have you seen the trailer for it no oh my god it's dreadful i can't remember oh who you're no. talking about it. i think it was courtney but the trailer it's just so bad and it's oh, she says things like <laughs> 
um, oh, just really awful things. What was it? Something like, this suit isn't made for a man. It's made for a girl. Just just awful <laughs> things that men have written for women. That of is course, just yeah. dreadful. Um, Ruby Rose stars in it, but yeah, it's just, oh God, it's just awful. Mm. I just, just give me Batwoman. I will do so yeah. many great things with Batwoman. Just give it to me. But yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. So yeah, thank you so much to everyone for sending in your space um, films. <laughs> yeah, space films. Space films. <laughs> space agent. Um, <laughs> it always reminds me of 30 Rock when you've got Dr. Spaceman. Yes. It's Dr. Spaceman. Was it that you say? Spaceman. Spaceman, yeah. Spaceman, yeah. Uh, thanks so much for sending them all in. We're going to do a few more themed episodes um so we'll be asking for more suggestions so keep your eye on twitter and instagram and as always if you like the show rate review and subscribe and uh tell all your friends tell your friends tell your friends and i will see you all next week when me and courtney do our tarantino special when neha is leaving the show yeah don't worry i won't be here <laughs> she won't have fun be here. <laughs> bye guys <laughs>